Welcome to The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. This podcast is brought to you by the Utah School Counselor Association, and you're listening to episode number one. I'm Hillary Emmer, a middle school counselor in Jordan School District and past president of the Utah School Counselor Association. On the show this week, we are sharing an interview that my co-host Nate Webb and I did on November 20th, 2020 with Cammie Clark from the Odyssey House. Nate is the Yuska High School Vice President and host of another podcast called Bullies Be Gone. We are so excited to share more insight with you about the Odyssey House and what services they can provide to our students. A link to their website is in the show notes in addition to a PDF for their Youth and Family Behavioral Skills Program. We can't wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it! Cammie, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you land up in the Odyssey House? And what is the Odyssey House? Yes. (laughs) All right. So I've been at Odyssey House since 2010. So a little, just a little over 10 years. Um, I started as a clinical director because I'm a licensed clinician. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've just slowly moved around to different programs. I've worked in the sober living program. I worked in the criminal justice program. And now I'm the director of youth services because working with youth is kind of has always been a passion. I did that for a long time before I got to Odyssey House. Mm-hmm. Um, and Odyssey House is an organization, is a nonprofit that provides substance abuse and mental health treatment to a variety of populations. Um, we're very well known, especially in the Salt Lake Valley, for our adult treatment of substance use disorders. Mm. Um, and, but I, I feel like our, our little prize, our little diamond in the rough is our youth programming. And, and because it's really, really amazing. Yeah. It's also kind of gets lost in all the things that we do for adults. Um, we serve nearly 300 adults in residential substance use disorder treatment. Wow. So it's easy to get lost in that mix a little bit. Um, but our youth services are are really, really incredible. We have a residential treatment, we have day treatment, we have outpatient, and we also have, just starting over the last couple of years, we have school-based mental health. Oh, so what, what, um, what does that entail with, um, when you're talking school-based mental health? Like, uh, is it like a kind of an outsourcing for schools to refer to if they, you know, have kids that just need more? Um, maybe tell us more about that. It's been a really interesting process, and, and what, we, what we try to do, and we're currently working with five different districts in the Salt Lake Valley, and what we try to do is secure funding and supplemental funding and piece together kind of this quilt so that we can mm-hmm. provide a therapist that's specifically assigned to one school or program within the district. Oh, so wow. That person's able to really integrate into the culture of the school and really get involved in that on a, on a totally different level because they understand the school, they understand the school staff, mm-hmm. they understand the community that they're working within and they can um, engage in that in a different way. So we assign, we talk to the district, we secure the funding, we put a person into this school, we talk to that school's administration about what do you want this to look like? What do mm-hmm. you need? What services do you want this person to provide? Okay. What will it look like? What do you see as the high risk, high needs issues for your student body? And then we 
sort of create a program associated with that. And, and a lot of times it includes a lot of individual and family therapy. Yeah. Sometimes the school will also want a group of some sort, whether it's grief and loss or trauma or gender identity or whatever it is that fits the school. Mm-hmm. And we also do like parent information nights. We do school counselor trainings, whatever we can do mm-hmm. to offer our knowledge and experience to the the school community is really yeah. what we want to do. Yeah, I think that's something we're seeing really shift, right? Is that um, schools are, they, they tend to be that community center anyway. And um, I think that is a big shift where they are taking on that mental health support aspect as well. And so it's nice to hear um, that you're doing things to help support that because um, I, I think Nate could probably speak on this too therapy or mental health, you know, it, it, it looks different than a clinical setting in a, than in a school. And for um, people who don't have that like school experience and coming in to try to like fit what they know into school, it's just such a different animal. And so I just think that's really insightful that you're trying to get people in there that can kind of get into that school system, really know that system um, and can help piece together that extra help that's needed, um, but in a way that's working for the school. And something that I love that you said, you said you do um, school counselor trainings. And so th- this podcast, right? It's, a, it's the, the, the podcast for school counselors. Most school counselors what's listening. Mm-hmm. What do you do in your trainings there for, you, for school counselors? What do you help train them in to help bring up to knowledge? What is some of the knowledge you're sharing with them? We've done trainings about suicide prevention. We've done a lot of trainings about substance use disorders because that is kind of a hallmark of what Odyssey House has a lot of expertise yeah. in. I've also done trainings with school counselors on trauma and ACEs um, to help mm. them understand how early uh, childhood experience and traumatic events impact behavior and health and overall well being for students and how we can best address that in the classroom. So again, it's kind of, you know, talking to the school and what do you need and what can we help with? And as a larger agency, we're able to kind of find someone that can provide that expertise. Yeah. I think, you know, in our work as school counselors, you know, every day is different. Every kid is different and you don't always know what's going to kind of end up in your lap. And, um, you know, what would be, I know you like, probably could go into so much time on this, but like, um, almost like a quick, all right, this kid comes in and they're telling you, um, that they're really into drugs or drinking or something, you know, and they kind of want to change their life or maybe they don't see that it's a problem. You know, what would be kind of some of those, um, I guess, talking points or, um, things that counselors could use to sort of help get them to, you know, that next step to where they could kind of get more help. Um, And since that's kind of your guys' powerhouse, you know, what what would be kind of some of those things that counselors could do to kind of help get them to that help that they need? I would encourage every counselor to do training and read up on an approach called motivational interviewing Mm -hmm. that just addresses kind of that ambivalence and how to ask the questions and how to encourage a student to look at, well, this is my goal and this is what I'm doing and they don't really match up. So to really become familiar with that 
so that it flows very organically in a conversation and doesn't feel really structured. <laughs> you already I, know that part of your craft. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think when we get really good at that, we can have those very natural conversations mm -hmm. and the student starts to look at things differently and feels like it's their own kind of perspective and idea of just yep. looking at them. But what do you want long-term? What do you want your life to look like in two years? Or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I get that you, you've, been you know using and you don't see that it's a problem you just smoke weed not a big deal yeah but you're on probation and you've been on for two years and you can't seem to get off probation you hate it you think the probation officer's <laughs> yeah. a jerk <laughs> right can we, so let's focus the let's make the goal instead of making it not smoking weed let's make the goal how could you get on pro, off probation mm -hmm. yeah exactly and so let's talk about you know what you need to do which may also include you may need to stop smoking weed, right. but that can be kind of a subtle addition to the yeah. broader goal of <laughs> their idea, wanna, right. yeah, your idea of let's yeah. get you off probation because it sucks. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of shifting the discussion in that way and making it more of a, I'm going to meet you where you're at. I'm not yeah. going to be that adult that tells you, oh my gosh, you're smoking weed. Yep. That is just so terrible. We need to get you to stop. Yes. And just meet them where they're at and find out what their goals are. Yeah. I, I love that. Cause I think we sometimes fall into the advice giving uh default mode where we start telling kids what to do or what we're all expecting them to do. And, you know, if, if that student isn't there and like, not, that's not anywhere what I want to do, it, that whole conversation is meaningless really, you know? And so I like that you're, yeah, you're using that skill, right? I'm asking questions, seeing where they're at and okay, being on probation sucks. So <laughs> let's work that angle. <laughs> right. And I think that being goal oriented is super important too, because as school counselors, most of the time, like we're, we're, we're a short-term solution to a, like we are the band-aid that keeps them alive yeah. until they, you know, they get to the help that they need. And so a lot of school counselors, we aren't goal driven with how we're talking to kids sometimes because like Hillary said, we fall into the advice given like, all right, here's your problem. Boom, boom, boom. Here's a solution next. Mm -hmm. Cause we're seeing like 50 kids a day. Mm -hmm. And I think this, this whole positive, uh, you said positive interviewing, right? Motivation. Motivational, interviewing. motivational interviewing. There we go. <laughs> I did my schooling. I promise. Um, <laughs> but the motivational interviewing, the, these goals, it helps them see the solution. And that's what I love so much is that it helps them come up with what they need to do to move forward. Well, and I think Nate, you know, um, I mean, this gets into where it's like those mental health counseling skills. And I think, um, you know, some of us, we, we get out of practice with that or forget how to use those things. And so Cammie, I'm wondering if, um, you know, could you kind of give like an example of motivational interviewing and maybe just a couple of the key ideas um, of, of, you know, what does that look like? Well, we, we understand it. We're talking about it, but maybe some of us don't know what we're talking about. Maybe it would be helpful to clarify that. A lot of it is just asking a lot of those questions to kind of help identify what the client's goal is. Because I think we do, when we're in sort of those brief exposure experiences, we have our idea of what the problem is and what the goal should be. Yep. And so we go in with that agenda. And so a lot of it has to do with asking those questions of, okay, what do you see as the problem? Mm -hmm. And what do you see as the goal? So just asking a lot of those questions 
and then also addressing how maybe the behaviors don't necessarily match the path to get to the goal. So if it is like, you know, yep. this, this child really wants to be off probation and that's really the goal. Say, saying, well, just pr- continuing to smoke marijuana every day, does that get you closer to the goal or does that keep you further away? Mm-hmm. It's a good and, example. you know, rather than posing it as that, you know, mm-hmm. that if you continue to smoke weed, you're going to prob- be on probation until you're 72. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's not going to yeah. go anywhere. But if you just right. ask a question of like, you know, does it help you get toward it or keep you away? And how yeah. does that go with your probation officer? Asking some of those questions to encourage the student to start to think about, okay, I really do hate probation and this yeah. really isn't helping me, but it can't be, it can't come off like it's our agenda because yep. we all know that that never goes over well. Yep. So never. asking <laughs> questions, asking <laughs> right. tons and tons of questions. Right. And it involves them in the, the process more too. Right. And it's like, you feel like you did some work together on helping them to kind of get through this. And granted, we aren't going to necessarily be the role that's going to um, help them totally be substance free and all of these things. But I think where our role is that helping them see like, you know, this is, I think I've decided this is something I really want to stop doing. What's my next step? Do I go to Odyssey house? Do I need to go see someone else um, to really help me in this, you know, but we have to kind of let them take that journey with us as the school counselor to help them to get there to that help. Mm -hmm. And letting them lead the journey and they may lead it to, places that as the authority kind of freak us out (laughs) for sure this is such a bad decision you know (laughs) but as if we allow them to lead the journey and they keep us on the path with them we still have an opportunity to influence that yeah but if we create a situation where it's my way or you're a screw up we're going to get kicked off the path really quickly Mm -hmm. so making sure that they know like i unconditionally support you i'm concerned about you but you know, you're going to make your choices and I'm here to support and help you be the healthiest person that you can be and achieve your goals. Yeah. That aspect, especially I feel like is super important because kids have this thing I call their BS radar and that thing is strong. (laughs) Like they know when you're not like into it or if like you're just taking the reins, they know. (laughs) So, and if they catch that, boom, lights out, they check out, they're gone. So you got to let them lead that journey. I love that. I like that too. Um, So is there, you know, if, if you're, if we're like working with this student and we're like kind of getting in over our head or feeling like, um, I just think this kid is like, he's going to need more or she's going to need more, you know, how, would would they like make a referral to you or what would be um you know kind of next steps if they're if it's starting to feel like they just need more of that support that you guys provide yeah they could definitely make a referral to us and we do treat substance use disorders mood disorders anxiety gender identity all all mm-hmm. of the things but i would encourage all of the school counselors to become really familiar with their community resources mm-hmm. and to know how to reach them and what they do. And I know that that's a really, really big task Yeah, because 
you have so many other things on your plate, but be, be familiar with them. Mm -hmm. But if Odyssey House does seem like a good fit, yes, they could just call us and then we would assess the, we would assess the student and determine what the best next step is. Mm -hmm. And yeah, are I you guys a, just, oh, go ahead, Nate. I was just going to say, I think a lot of people don't realize the resources that are in their community. Mm -hmm. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of people, I mean, what, what, what town technically is Odyssey, is Odyssey House in? Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. And I bet there's a lot of people in, and Salt Lake's a big place. And I bet there's a lot of people that <laughs> yeah. don't even know the Odyssey House exists. Um, Cause like, they're not, they're just not educated on the resources that they have. Yeah. And like if, if school counselors, cause a lot of people think that school counselors are the resource while mm -hmm. we are. We are not the, the end though. <laughs> we are the, we are the middleman resource. Exactly. We are the, <laughs> we, are the we are the traffic guard. <laughs> right. And so we, I, we, I love that. I mean, we need to, we need to know what's out there. And so mm -hmm. Salt Lake city counselors, Odyssey house. It's in your backyard. Know that. It is. And when we're placed in schools, the amazing thing that we've been able to put together with grant funding and supplemental funding is the schools that we're placed in currently, we don't have to turn any student away based on their ability to pay, yeah. um, which is, it feels so good to yeah. be able to do that. So what we do is if we're able to build Medicaid or commercial insurance, we do obviously to help out, but we also have sure. the supplemental funding. So there's no student that's sent to us, whether it be by administration or school counselor, teacher, parent, whoever, we do not have to turn anybody away. And I, I hope that this fire catches and continues yeah. to grow so that we're able to do this in more places because there are a lot of students that don't have the resources or a lot of parents that mm -hmm. they, they don't have the time to drive their kid to a therapy appointment every week, or they yeah. don't, that that's a real problem. Yeah. And so being able to offer these services without the barriers of transportation and time and financial burden. It's really incredible. Mm -hmm. Are you guys, I guess, what, what are kind of your uh, next steps? You, you mentioned kind of um, letting the fire catch, you know, are you guys looking to expand to more districts, more cities? Is, um, is there any talk of any of that? we're open to whatever we're, yeah. we're very, we're very <laughs> invested in our community. And I yeah. think we will rule the world. Exactly. <laughs> I think wow. there are so many great providers and there's enough work for everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, this, this work in the schools is what would be called um, prevention and early intervention work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an area of our work that a lot of times is very neglected. Mm -hmm. And so we're very invested in our community and also getting more and more involved in the prevention early intervention work because that's good, what's going to make our community stronger and that's what's going to make our community healthier. Yeah. And really that's what it's all about. And I think that the school-based mental health, that's where that seed needs to be planted because yep. it's such an amazing access to that prevention work. Yeah. I, I think that's the that is the shift, right? Is that we are, um, it's not just the mental health team within the school, you know, your school counselors, school psychologists, and if you have a, a social worker in the school, but it's also adding on that layer of the community supports too, and knowing who they are, but also kind of knowing how to tap into those. And, you know, there may be a place near 
you or you, the listener that is doing something like what Odyssey House is doing, and do you know what those are? And if, if you are in Salt Lake City, are you one of those schools? And if you're not, get in contact with Odyssey House, you know, and, and figure out like, hey, this might be something our community really needs. Um, because we do have all these barriers to help our kids get that help that they need and our families, you know. Um, so I, I just... I, I love the work that you guys are doing. I think um, it's, it's now is the time, <laughs> you know, it is. So um, gosh, I just feel like this is really cool and I'm just excited to hear about it. And, you know, are there, I guess, would there be like a, a plea or a, a, an ask for school counselors out there? Like, Hey, help us out with this or, um, you, if you guys could do this for us, that would go a long way. Um, what, what can we do for you? <laughs> I think my biggest plea to school counselors is just get to know who your community resources are, know who we are and what yeah. we do and call us and let us know what you need. Or if you have a student that needs help and let us be a part of that school community. Cause sometimes, and I noticed this in the very beginning of yeah. our journey with school-based mental health, it was a little bit of a closed system in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to become more of a united team. I mean, yeah. there's enough work for everybody and yep. we, by helping each other achieve the goal, we're going to get there faster and then we're going to do a better job. So I would just ask that everybody become familiar with your community resources know who they are, know who to call, even if mm-hmm. you can become familiar with a certain person at every agency so that you yeah. know this is my go-to person at this agency or this is my, yeah. that'd be amazing because then we really can address these issues as a team. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I just amen <laughs> to all of that. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't have any other questions. I mean, I have a million questions, but you know, I know uh, we want to be sensitive to your time as well. <laughs> Is there anything else you have, Nate, uh, to kind of wrap up today? No, I just want to say thank you. Thank you yeah. for all you're doing. Um, we are super appreciate everything you've done um, and everything the Odyssey House continues to do. There are so many kids out there that need outside resources. Um, and so we are very grateful for everything you do. Thank you so much. You guys have a nice day. We will. (laughs) It was great to talk to you, Cammie. You too. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email thesoundingboard at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselor Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at UT School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselor Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more thoughts and ideas to share with you next week.